Welcome back. You're listening to Reavers of Unicorns, the hub for tech enthusiasts. We are a virtual accelerator that supports innovative ideas and startups in underserved communities, setting them on a path to exponential growth. We are supported by the K. Wood Brown Foundation and powered by NetOps. Please visit our website, www.reverseofunicorns.com for more information and be sure to sign up for our programs. I'm Amy Harry and with me is Sotonya Odubemi, my co-host. Let's welcome our guest founder, Kalada Briggs, who is the CEO and founder of Perspective Africa. Welcome. Thank you. Tell us a bit about your background. Would like to know more about you. Okay. My name is Kalada. I studied agriculture in school, um, entomology to be precise, right? Entomology is the study of insects. So what we studied okay. was how insects feed, how how they reproduce and all that. But that was not really my... I, um, growing up, I love gadgets. Um, I'm a tech person, so I wasn't really into it. I just went to school just to get the grades and to get the um, certificates. So I was I was more of like a software hardware person. So that's where I found love for drones, right? I, I had a friend, I got one that uh, I actually went on YouTube and taught him how to fly the drone by himself. It was his own drone, but that's where I, uh, that's how um, I came about taking these um, uh, pictures. That's how Perspective Africa was born. Fabulous. So what is Perspective Africa? Tell us a bit more about that. Okay, it's um, pictures in different perspective from the African point of view. Mm. Okay, tell us a bit more. Okay, so um, like um, like a three D view, right? You know, when you have something in one D, you have something in three D, right? When you have something on one D or one D, right? You're just seeing it from one perspective. So on three D, you're seeing it from a different angle, like from a different perspective. So when I when I take these my pictures, right, it's uh, different. So that's how the the name came about: pictures in different perspective. So I take these pictures and I make it I make it look different from a different point of view. So I'm, I've been going around the country taking different pictures. I've been opportune to still be in the country, <laughs> so. And I'm looking at um, my. I'm looking at going further, but I have most pictures from um, um, from over eight states, over ten states of uh, in Nigeria. Okay, so let's assume I am a potential customer. Walk me through how you will get me to become a customer, a paying customer of your service. Okay, we capture and sell beautiful scenes, sites, events in Africa on different platforms, on different platforms, and on canvas on canvas prints. Canvas prints? You mean um? So is it how do they get it? Is it just um? Is it like one, two, three, where people would log in and buy um the pictures exactly? Yes, so, um, I'm working on two different platforms, right? So I'm working on my website okay. now. So one of the platforms, right, you go pick your picture, pick your size, and order, order your frame. 
So we okay. get we we get report we get the um, 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 signal and um, make your make your canvas and ship to you. So before before now, I was I was talking to two two companies, one in China, one in Canada, right? So the idea then was just sending selling them the picture and then do the prints. And I have a small um, royalty for it, but um, we're going back and forth on on the tra- on the negotiation. So I, I just uh, stopped and had the idea. So okay, I'll do the prints. Uh, I'll do the I'll do the prints and I'll do the framing myself and sell. So I went, I took a tour to some hotels and I figured out that most of the pictures they have are not are just pictures from um, paintings or pictures from somewhere that I don't even know. It can be somewhere in China, right? So part of what our, uh, part of our plan was to create these pictures, right, from, from known places. Like I can take a picture in um, a place in um, Bakri and, and frame it, right? So people can actually relate to these pictures from the um, taking these pictures from the African, um, will I say from the African, um, f- from places from Africa, and mm-hmm. putting it up on on walls all over. That's like our dream all over all over the world. Yeah, different places. It's amazing because there are these really famous pictures of so-called iconic cities like New York or London. And what I love about what you're doing is you are really celebrating our history and our heritage with these pictures of um, Nigerian uh, towns and and famous um, kind of cities. Um, So what inspired the idea for Perspective? What is the story? Because it's such a beautiful kind of notion of what you're doing. So what inspired it? Okay, I I visited a friend and um, they had a very big picture in in the parlor. uh, The picture was a a 60 by by 20 frame. It was very big. And the picture was showing um, a bridge. I don't know where that was, but it was somewhere in Europe. And I was like, I, I had a, I had a, um, a thought, like, why can't I have my village in this kind of frame on this wall? It can be somewhere, somebody in China that wants to have that picture, right? And that was where I had that, um, the idea, like, I will go into this and take these lovely pictures and People put it up on in their um, companies and in their hotel rooms and um, in um, businesses, right? To show that oh, Africa is actually a very lovely place to be in. Because I had this thing where people have this thing like uh, I had this. Um, I watched this video where people think that Africa is just like a small um, village people where you have village people running around in huts and in uh, wearing um, leaves and holding spears. Yes. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I'm trying to paint that narrative, yeah. knowing that uh, Africa is actually a very beautiful place. Amazing. And can I just ask? So you're changing the narrative. How do you take the pictures? Because you talked about drones earlier. Is like is that a connection to what you do now? I I actually take aerial pictures, and I use drones to take the pictures. Wow! Amazing. Uh, so, it's um, that's why it, the the word came about from different perspective. So, if I take a picture of a school, 
from a digital camera. You just see in the front view. When I take my drone and take the picture from from above, you're seeing it from a different angle, and the the the, the, the school or the building or the or the place will look different. So that's how I take my that's how I take my pictures. Amazing. Okay. So um every business typically you have something that you offer your customers. It's what is unique about your business. So in business terms, we call that your value proposition. So what is that unique value proposition? that your business offers to your customers? Um, right now, the, um, right now, my revenue stream is on events coverage. So when I go to events, I, I, I use a drone, right, to cover the events. So my value proposition to other existing um, businesses is I... I use the drone. My drone is my value proposition. I, I don't know if you get me. Yes. So you give them, let's say you give them an aerial view of their event, yes. better coverage yes. than they are able to get with a regular photographer or yes. video camera person just standing there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So how was the market acceptance for your business? And also, what significant challenges did you face when you started? Um, okay, um, the cost of drone, right, is not cheap. <laughs> it's expensive. Um, and and what, uh, I didn't really have any bottleneck, right, going into the market because everybody wants a drone in the event, so it was like um, if you're covering, if I'm covering an event or um, I have to be in a wedding, right? My 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 added advantage was the drone, but the the problem I had, right, was the cost of the equipment. is is expensive. The batteries are it's not it's about two or two about two fifty or three hundred dollars for just one. So the going market i didn't have any problem right because it was a new technology it's like everybody wants or everybody wants it so i didn't have any issue going into the market okay but just the challenge would have, was the cost the challenge was the cost yes and um, these drones are quite sensitive like do they sometimes run off or <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes it's it has a small battery right so when you're it has a smart battery. It has its own AI in the battery. So when it's about to go, and when it's about to go um, lower than when you can't come back home, it comes back by itself. Wow. Uh, so when you're flying, it gives, it has, you have your own dashboard telling you how, um, what time is remaining, how um, your return home, your percentage you need for return home. So when it tells you, it prompts you. So it's uh, it's for you to, Either press yes or no. If you don't press anything, it comes back by itself. But if you press no, it stops. So if it crashes, you don't, you don't, you can't sue the company. You can't actually do anything because it's it actually prompts you like it's coming. But you were the one that went against it. Yeah. So it has a, it has a smart battery. Okay. 
So you said you didn't have any bottlenecks or anything like that when trying to penetrate the market. So with that in mm. mind, right, mm. can you give us like a quick overview, statistical overview of what your growth has been like when you compare it to the investment you put in? Because you said that it was, it's quite expensive getting the drone. So how have you grown since you made that initial investment? Okay. Um, okay. So I I started from just taking pictures to making and and these pictures I take I sell them to bloggers I sell them to graphic designers for their UI um, designs I sell them to um, um, sell them to, um, um, uh, cinematographers right for videos. Um, there's there's what they call establishment shots, right? When you watch a movie, where you have you just they just they just show a city view of the place, right? So when I when I started, right, I I started by I started without a drone. I was hiring from a friend. I was hiring from a friend. So when I take when I hire from a friend, I go I make um I make uh, money. I give him what I'm I give him what the the cost of the drone and I take. So right now I have I actually have two drones. That's significant. Yeah, I actually have yeah, two. Yeah, congrats. Two yes, and I I got I got myself a very good laptop because I I edit um I edit clips that I, I still sell online. Uh, so it's um it's uh, it's um uh, it's very very significant significant from when I started up till now. Yeah, it's amazing going from hiring a drone to actually owning two of your own. Um, so um, we, we're coming out of this COVID pandemic, right? And obviously you talked a lot about events and how they're important for your revenue stream. Has there been any positive impact of the COVID pandemic on your business? Uh, and if yes, what has been? I'll, 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 I'll be positive. <laughs> I'll be positive because... Um, I actually have a YouTube channel and um, still um, I'm trying to channel um, how I can create contents and, and um, still generate revenue from there. So um, my views went from 200 to 1,500. Oh, wow. Uh, for a video. Oh, wow. So my views on YouTube went from 200 to 1,500. So that, and that's in COVID? Yes. Amazing. Uh, so, what I was doing, right? Uh, like, if you go on YouTube, if you type Niger Delta on YouTube, you see a lot of um, plenty um, videos, uh, oil thefts, bunkery, Niger Delta Avengers, and all that, right? So, I was tagging all my videos, Niger Delta, Potakot, Niger Delta, Potakot, Niger So, on YouTube, right? When you, when you type YouTube, if you type YouTube now, my video should be on the tent. So I'm still working towards that. <laughs> mm. So I'm trying to see how I can put more content on YouTube just to change that. Um, listen. So I'm trying to grab all the views because the least views on those, on those Niger Delta, all those um, negative videos are like 104, the least you see. Mm. 104,000 views. It sounds like you're doing something really great with your business. So you were able to take um, the COVID situation and turn it into an opportunity to rebrand the Niger Delta's image on social media. 
that's that's really innovative. Now, um, when you think about your company, what you're doing with social media and the drones, everything puts together in light of the tech industry. You know, the tech industry is constantly evolving. What changes do you foresee in your company? Okay, a lot of changes because um, um, on the aviation in on the aviation industry where I'm already in, right, which is the drones, um, it will it will help a lot, right? Because right now, the the what we what I use what my my battery can last is like thirty minutes. You hardly see a drone that can do more than thirty minutes. But right now, as in in the future, right, which they've already started, you have batteries that can go up to five hours, and you have batteries that can go up to twelve hours. You have the ones that have a, a different kind of cell. You have um, other ones that can do weather, can their uh, uh, weather resistance. Even under the rain, you can even uh, take off and take pictures and videos under the rain, right? So in it will it will help, right, for security from the security aspect and agriculture. Fantastic. So, where do you see Perspective Africa in the next ten years? I see Perspective Africa penetrating the global market by creating and promoting the African culture, telling our stories on different platforms. Okay. What is the professional background you possess that sets you apart from other um, individuals in your field currently that you believe will enable you to push Perspective to the next level. Okay. Um, we rarely have aerial photographers in Nigeria. I'll, I'll start from saying that most photographers don't know how to handle drones. And most drone people don't know how to take pictures. So I, I studied books on asymmetry and photography. So I know how to use lines I know how to uh, use lines and shapes and make it very um, eye candy to the eye. So most most photographers are not drone operators, or, or they are not drone operators, and most of uh, most of drone operators are not. Uh, they don't know how to take pictures. So I found the niche in between. So I I I knew how to take. I knew how to operate the drones very well, very very well, and how to take pictures perfect so so your business is changing the narrative you're celebrating africa's story specifically nigeria's story and you're doing this using a drone but with the eye of a photographer right yes amazing so um what has been the feedback from your customers Mm, lovely feedback (laughs) Lovely feedback. Uh, I can start with, um, I was in Enugu two weeks ago and I, I went hiking. I went hiking. I used the opportunity to take pictures in Enugu. I had very lovely pictures. I had comments from all over, all over on my Instagram, Instagram account. I had people commenting like, where is this? Is this Nigeria and all that? 
So um, I I create opportunities for me to take pictures from different part of the country. Amazing. So with that with that um, futuristic view, I'm sure you know what an elevator pitch is. Every founder has an elevator pitch. You use it to lure in, <laughs> use it to lure in potential investors. So can you give us your one-minute elevator pitch? Perspective Africa is a brand that tells the African story in different perspectives to fit the media market. So this program is called Rivers of Unicorns, and we know that a unicorn is a startup that is valued at $1 billion or more. Reflecting on the value that these companies bring to their customers, if you were a unicorn, which unicorn would you be and why? Okay. Um, I went through all the companies and I couldn't find any to fit what I do. Uh, but I, I saw one in India that is valued at $10 billion And they are into travel. And why I chose them is because of the uh, volume of contents I'll be, I'll be selling out to a lot of people and I know how um, um, I know how I know the uh, I know the markets when it comes to uh, ads I know the markets when it comes to travel so that's why I ended up with um, Oyo Rooms Fantastic Thank you so much Kalata for taking out time to join us today It was a pleasure chatting with you Thank you so, today has been great as we've had an insightful discussion with our panelists, Abby and Lorena, and chatted with Kalada, an awesome founder who is making great strides in showcasing our Niger Delta heritage to the world, thereby rebranding our digital image. But before we end today, Let's have a full recap of all we've discussed in these Super 7 episodes. Thus far, we've examined various sectors, which includes education, logistics, healthcare, finance, and agriculture, highlighting the positive changes we've seen since the COVID pandemic outbreak, as well as dissecting the problems that are solutions waiting to be turned into sustainable businesses. And today, being day seven, we've discussed how having a social entrepreneurial mindset is the key to being able to really turn these problems into profitable solutions for both the entrepreneur and our community, thereby ensuring sustainable economic growth and empowerment for everyone in our communities. A quick look at some prominent social entrepreneurs that you may have heard of. First, we have Dale Drayton, who is recognized as the pioneering social entrepreneur of our time as he is the founder of Ashoka, having founded Ashoka in 1981. Ashoka takes a multifaceted approach to finding and supporting social entrepreneurs globally. Drayton also serves as the chair of the board of Get America Working and Youth Venture 1-2. Then we also have 
Blake Mykoski. Now, I really like Blake Mykoski because he is the founder of Tom's Shoes. And what Tom's Shoes does is that you buy one shoe and they give one free. How about that? They are still improving their bottom line and they are making their customers feel good about themselves because they are giving back to people. Then we have Muhammad Yunus. You, Muhammad Yunus, this, this dude is awesome. Now, I'll tell you why he's awesome. He's the founder of the Grameen Bank. For a lot of you who don't know about the Grameen Bank, it is the institute that pretty much popularized microfinance and microcredit. So if you've ever benefited from microfinance and microcredit, you have Muhammad Yunus to thank for it. He founded it in 1983. And in 2006, Muhammad Yunus was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for creating this Grameen Bank. So as you can see, social entrepreneurship has been existing for quite a long time. There just hasn't been a term for it until more recently. I'd like to add that the Grameen Bank has seen over 97% in profit as most of its borrowers are women and they always pay back at a rate of 98%, higher than any traditional banking system ever known. So this is just a view of the kind of impact that social entrepreneurship can have. So as you can see in social entrepreneurship, Innovation takes many forms, and it is wonderful when insightful ideas can work to address global social issues. Social entrepreneurs take roads less traveled to build flourishing hybrid businesses that focus on the triple bottom line, profit, people, and planet. With that in mind, our coming episodes will focus on equipping you, our listeners, with the necessary knowledge to build and start your own business in Nigeria, preferably a social entrepreneurial business. That's it, folks. We've come to the end of today's episode, which was brought to you by NetOps, an organization focused on building people and systems in Africa to leverage internet opportunities for social and economic development. In partnership with the Kwood Brown Foundation, a youth empowerment and development foundation focused on preparing the leaders of tomorrow today. You can learn more on the foundation's work through their website, www.kwoodbrownfoundation.org. I'll take that again. That's www.kwoodbrownfoundation.org. And be sure to follow them on their various social media handles. On Facebook and Instagram, it's at kwoodbrownfoundation. And on Twitter, it's at kwbfoundation. I'll take that again. On Facebook and Instagram, it's at kwoodbrownfoundation. And on Twitter, it's at kwbfoundation. So... We hope you've been inspired to start looking at the problems in your communities as marketable solutions. If you do and you need help, please log on to our website, www.reverseofunicorns.com. I'll take that once more. That's www.reverseofunicorns.com. 
and be sure to sign up for our useful resources. I'd like to say special thanks to Ninatech, Maxuron Records, Techative, and Daughters of Botany for contributing to make this episode possible. Until the same time next week, we are your hosts, Amy and Sotoye. Have a lovely weekend. <laughs>